Well, thank you for braving the nasty weather out there and joining us this morning. I want to, before I get started, I want us to recite our mission statement. Can you do that without looking at the screen? Do you know what our mission statement is? It is to develop, maintain, and model personal intimacy with Jesus Christ. All right. Good deal. We're continuing in this series, All the Nations, and my first point this morning is, how are we doing in helping you grow spiritually? One of the things that I learned in business is that it's important to have goals, but goals must be measurable, because if you can't measure them, how do you know how well you're doing against the goals that you've set? This whole series really has been designed around Matthew 28, 18 through 20, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father. Well, let's go there. Let's go to Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Jesus came and told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. And verse 19, therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. I want to stop here for a moment. It doesn't say in the names. It says in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And when you hear the word Trinity, that's what that's referring to. The Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit are one. And that, that can be a, a little bit of a challenge to understand that. And the best way that I've come to that realization is that we are a three-part being. We're a body. We have a physical body. Our soul, which is our mind, our will, our intellect, our emotions, our passions, all those kinds of things. And then we have our spirit, man, that communes with God. So we're, we're like a three-part being. If you were to take my spirit and my soul and place it into someone else's body. Dave, come up here for a moment. Okay, all right. So if you were to, if you could do this, take my spirit and my soul and place it in Dave's body, well, that would no longer be Mark. It would be a, a hybrid of Dave and, and Mark. And, Improvement, perhaps. Uh, yeah, for one of us. I'm not sure which one. Thank you, Dave. That's good. So anyway, that's kind of how I've reckoned that. And so when we look at God, the Father, the, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, it says in the name, the singular name. So therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And Pastor Christine talked about this morning how we have a great opportunity down at the Chemo Boardwalk to reach a lot of unchurched people. There will be a lot of CEOs there, the Christmas and Easter only crowd that will be going uh, to do their, their annual or biannual duty of going to church. And so we have a great opportunity to impact this community. And that's really what this series has been about. So not only do we have the lecture in, in this series, we have the lab as well. So we get to go live it. We get to go try it out. Let's move on to verse 20, Matthew 28, 20. He goes on to say, teach these new disciples to obey all the commandments I've given you. And be sure of this, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. And Jesus said, I go that the Holy Spirit may come and lead you and guide you into all truth. He says, it's better that I go and I will send the Holy Spirit. So Jesus didn't come and leave us stranded. He said, I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. I'm sending you the Spirit of God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus left that the Holy Spirit may come and lead us and guide us on a daily basis. And, and so we talk about that a lot. We talk about, I, I prayed that we would hear his small, still voice this morning speaking to our hearts. It's vital that we have that connection with God and that we're hearing his Spirit, his Holy Spirit speak to us. 
And so this morning, I want to see how well we're doing at equipping you to reach the nations. Let's look at our core scripture. If you want to go to Ephesians 4, 11 through 13. We don't talk a lot about our core scripture. We talk about our mission statement to develop, maintain, and model personal intimacy with Jesus Christ. We talk about our core values. Remember what those are? Love, prayer, obedience, humility, teachability, unity, and service. Those are our core values. But this is our, our core scripture here. It's found in Ephesians 4, 11 through 13. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. These are the gifts that Christ gave to the church. And what happens? Do you remember your first bicycle that you got? Yeah, that was a great gift. What, what happened? You got that bicycle, and you couldn't wait to get out there and either learn to ride it or ride it if you already knew how to ride a bicycle. And so you took that gift, and you used it. And so it's the same thing with the gifts that Christ has given to the church, the apostles, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. It's not so, oh, I'm an apostle. I'm a prophet. It's not so you can have a title. It's a gift. Let's read on what it says here in verse 12. Their responsibility. Whose responsibility? Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. What? Uh, their responsibility is to what? Equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. That's why Christ gave these gifts to the church. Not, that, not so that I can travel across the country and promote myself as a prophet or evangelist, pastor, or teacher, but so that I can build up the church, the body of Christ. Verse 13, this will continue until we all come into such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be what? Mature in the Lord. Measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. And I want to read just a little bit beyond this. I didn't put this on the slides. 4.13. Where are we at? Okay. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our, in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. And then verse 14 goes on to say, Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like, a truth, like the truth. Have you ever been tricked by a lie? Somebody's told you a lie and you're like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. But it sounds so good. It sounds so right. And then you find out it was a lie. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. It goes on to say in verse 16, He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow. So when we understand that we are a part of the body like a piece of the puzzle, and if a piece of the puzzle is missing, well then the puzzle's not complete. God works in our life so that we can do our own special work and also help one another. Let me read this again. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow. So you're helping me grow. I'm helping you grow. We're helping one another so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. That's the purpose. Let me go back to verse 13. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our, in our faith and knowledge of God's Son. Who's that? 
All right. Good, good, good. You guys are doing good. And, and, and knowledge doesn't mean just knowing about Jesus. If you, you could talk to probably most anybody anywhere, and, and they said, do you know who Jesus is? Oh, yes. But do you know him? Do you know him experientially? Do you have a relationship with him? That's what's really important. The demons from hell know who Jesus is. <laughs> so listen, do you have an, ex, an experiential knowledge? Do you have a relationship with Jesus? So there's a direct correlation to our core scripture, what we just read, and to our mission statement, to develop, maintain, and model personal intimacy with Jesus Christ. Because that's where it begins. As we come into a relationship with him, then we begin to grow. And we grow in unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son so that we begin to become mature in the Lord. So that we're no longer tossed about by every wind of new teaching. Have you heard new teachings? And, you know, you, even in the church, you look and, oh, oh, everybody's, you know, teaching on this. And, and it may be good stuff. It, it may be biblical. But there are, there are pastors and people out there teaching things that are not biblical. So that's why we're teaching you and encouraging you to read the Word of God so that you know the truth, so that you don't buy the lie. Oh, that sounds so good. But is it the truth of God? That's why we need to go back to the standard of the Word of God and compare it with that. Spiritual growth and maturity is a lifelong process. It begins as we develop our relationship with Him. That's where it starts, and then it's a lifelong process moving forward. So how do we do this? How do we grow and mature? We encourage you to read the Bible on a regular basis. We uh, encourage you to pray. We, we provide a weekly dynamic interaction Bible study that we've talked about with child care. We provide Sunday morning services. Each of these are designed to draw us into a deeper relationship with him because that's what it's all about, guys. As we join together in unity, as we come together, we're not divided. We're not divisive. We're coming together in unity in our faith. And, you know, we've all heard about crazy things in churches where they don't have a church split because of the color of the chairs or the carpet. You know, what that tells me is there's a lot of immaturity there. Come on. So we need to know the truth of God so that we become mature, unity in the faith, and we grow in the understanding and knowledge of Jesus. As we grow spiritually, we become more mature in the Lord. So how can we gauge our effectiveness? I'm glad you asked. This morning, we're going to do something that we have never done. Uh, this church is almost five years old, and we've never done this before. And if you're a guest visiting with us today, I kind of want to apologize because this is very atypical for what we do. But, um, but I think it's important, and what we're going to do is we are going to take a survey this morning. And I'd like for all of you to take it, even if you're a guest. Maybe something that's been said here this morning will spark something. If you're a guest with us or even a regular attender, this should emphasize the importance of what we just talked about, that we are serious about equipping you to go out and change the world. I mean, it's important enough for, for us to take a Sunday morning to do this, to collect some data so that we can gauge ourselves. Because how are we doing? How do we know how well we're equipping you if, if we don't get any feedback, if there's not some kind of mechanism in place? And so what we're going to do is, is we're going to take a survey, and then we're going to send this data off, and it's going to be compiled. And I'm going to meet with uh, Dr. Ryan Cozy. I've talked a little bit about him. He's a statistician, and, and uh, he, he has done some work. He's done work with 2,500 churches 
And he said that there were three churches that stood out, head, head above the rest. And those were churches that, that really emphasized an intimate relationship with Christ. And that's what we're all about, guys. And when he was talking about that, I got so excited. We're trying to collect all this data so collectively it goes into the pot and we can determine, they can determine how we're doing, how effective we're doing at training and equipping you. So these results will be tabulated and help us understand where our strengths are. Think about when you were in school. You would go in and take a test. What was the purpose of that test? It was really multifaceted. One, it would show you how well you're doing, right? If you made an A on the test, well, that's probably a good indication. You're probably grasping the material and you're understanding. And, and, and it was like, okay, wow, you know, I'm getting this. I'm getting this. Or if you made an F, well, then maybe you needed to study more or listen more or take better notes or something. But the other thing that it would do, it would help the teacher or the instructor or the professor identify how well they're teaching. I remember I took a class in college, and it was a class I really wanted to, I was real excited about taking, and I was really looking forward to it. And we started off the first semester, and we had about 50 people in the class. And after a couple of weeks, it pared down. By the end of the semester, we had about, I don't know, maybe 15 people in the class. The professor was terrible. He was a terrible professor. He could not teach very well. So the second semester, the, the second half of that course, there were probably about 10 people that showed up the second semester. And by the time the second semester ended, there were probably about six people in there. And how tragic that you had people that wanted to learn, but you had a professor that was inept, incompetent, and teaching correctly, teaching well. We're serious about wanting to train you up. And if we don't know how we're doing, if we have gaping holes that we're not filling, we need to know that. So it's going to help us to help you. The thing about this survey is I want you to be honest. Take your time, and it will only take a few minutes, but be honest. There are no right or wrong answers. If I were to ask you, what's the best cake in the world? Chocolate, vanilla, lemon, strawberry. Dave would probably say all, all of them. Okay, so how, there's not really a right or wrong answer with that. And with this survey, there's no right or wrong answer. It's just what you feel. This is something that I, I really feel is important, guys. Important enough to take a Sunday morning to do it because I think the data that we get will be valuable because it's going to help all of us. Thank you for doing this.